Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions Family of Ministries and Services. Greetings, friends. We are living another week, one full of opportunities to serve our Lord Jesus Christ, be part of His missions team. Welcome. Welcome to the episode number 23 of IWM Podcast. Today, I have a chance to interview Wesley Jamko, Adventist Mission Director for South Asia Pacific Division. Wesley is not only a classmate in the Doctor of Missiology program at Andrews, he is a fellow missionary and a longtime colleague in the Adventist Mission Department. You will find in this interview that Wesley is an insightful mission thinker and a fun person to be around with. But this is not just another interview. It is an installment number one in a three-part series, Missionary Witness, that you will actually love doing. The whole series is already available on the IWM website. Now, right after the interview, I will share with you how you can access all three installments without waiting for each episode to be aired here on the main IWM podcast feed, although they will be eventually aired. But for now, let's get on to the interview with Wesley Jamko. Wesley, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you very much, Alex. Great to be able to spend some time here with you today. Yeah, so um, would you please, before we jump into uh, our topic for today, which I'm really excited about, would you just share with our listeners a bit more about your current ministry, what you do, your family? Sure. Um, I am currently working at the Southern Asia Pacific Division as the Adventist Mission Director. Uh, a lot of people don't know what Adventist mission is, but in essence, the idea of uh, looking for ways to uh, help plant churches or create disciple-making movements in unreached people groups throughout the division. So my family and I, uh, we've lived in Cambodia, uh, in uh, Timor-Leste, and now we're working from the Philippines. So oh, That sounds exciting. So that would be Asia... Far East Asia, how do you call that? Region? Yeah, uh, Southern Asia Pacific Division, there's about 14 countries throughout Southeast Asia uh, within that 1040 window area uh, that the division oversees. Yeah, so most people are more familiar with it as Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia, exactly. Now, uh, Wesley, what you said about uh, being an Adventist mission director, I very much uh, feel with you. It's been something that I've been very much involved with throughout the years, so it's, it's a very much needed ministry there. Uh, what are the challenges in your division uh, in terms of unreached people groups? In the countries of our division, uh, we have actually most of the, the key religious groups that are often challenging for Adventism. Uh, actually, there's more Muslims in our division than there is anywhere else in any other division of the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, or, or attached union. Uh, so, you know, that would probably be one of our greatest challenges. But we also have large amounts of, of Buddhists in places like, for example, Thailand and Cambodia. Uh, and 
you know, uh, up until about two years ago, we still had one country uh, in which there was basically no organized Adventist presence. And so we're excited to see some people uh, who have been baptized within that country and to see the work moving forward. So uh, several different areas with that. Also a lot of really large unreached uh, or or little reached uh, major urban centers. And that's also another huge challenge, I think, in the world today. Right. Thank you for sharing. Now, we have a task together today. We Yes. Uh, in, in fact, <laughs> we are um, having a vision about a, a series of installments, uh, shows, episodes, um, devoted, dedicated to witnessing. Um, not generally witnessing, but m- witnessing being part of a missionary's life. Yeah. So you are now, uh, you've been a missionary for 10 years. Um, I've been in um, missions life for a number of years as well. So let's, let's begin to explore this particular topic. Sounds good. And uh, my first question uh, for you would be this. Um, why do you believe witnessing is so needed? It's a general question, but start us on. Sure. You know, Alex, I think even as a pastor, I, I hate to say this, but I think for a lot of my life, I've kind of not liked witnessing. Uh, you know, we always talk about uh, Sabbath afternoons. Okay, let's go out for personal witnessing time. And, you know, maybe we have these ideas of accosting people in the park or, or doing something like that and, and just grabbing them and, and sharing them our, our personal witness with hopes that that's just going to, you know, make them want to come to our church. Um, and it just... You know, with, I'm I'm from Canada, and whether it's in even a Christian setting like Canada, but especially if you go into like a, a Buddhist country or a Muslim country, um, it just seems frightening. Uh, mm-hmm. It seems ineffective, and it seems like, uh, in some ways, um, in some ways, uh, scary and maybe even dangerous. Especially if you're looking as a missionary to kind of just go and you know, start street witnessing in the middle of, you know, uh, Dhaka or something, or, or, you know, in Pakistan, um, you may not last very long. So if you don't mind me sharing a little bit more about this, um, you know, in, in the, in the years that I was working, uh, more closely to the front line and, and even now, uh, I saw some amazing things that were happening with Adventist mission, some really great things uh, that God was doing. And it's always amazing to see how even sometimes with people with no background, no skill, no training, God's able to do things through people. And so I just want to say that up front very clearly, you know, God's doing some amazing things through Adventist mission uh, throughout the world. But I also saw some other things, uh, you know, strange, unusual things where, you know, you go into places and in some places, you know, uh, some of these Adventist mission projects not growing, uh, stagnating, members fighting with each other, um, them not really being accepted or, or effective in their community, uh, sometimes even what we would call maybe dysfunctional. Um, you know, without going into to a lot of details on some of those things, I remember the first time uh, when I came to one of the areas that we were serving in, you know, we, we called all the, the frontline workers together and we sat down together. This was probably my first active week on duty. And, you know, we sat down together and I said, tell me what's happening in your area. And the first one went, oh, pastor, you know, uh, oh, it's so hard. It's so difficult. And, you know, I, I try to go around to the neighbors and, and visit them and stuff. And, oh, they're just tired of seeing my face. They don't want to see me anymore. They tell me, just don't come to my house anymore. 
Okay, well, that's a good start. On to the next one. Oh, pastor, you know, it's very difficult. And, you know, I just, I'm getting messages from the local mafia group telling me, you know, to get out of the town and, and, and not to come back. And if they see me, they're going to kill me. I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking, you know, what kind of place have I come to? Uh, but just, again, stories and stories of people. No one wants to listen to me. No one wants to hear from me. No one wants to, you know, no one's interested in what I'm trying to do. And, um, and I just started thinking, you know, what is it that we're actually doing? I mean, uh, and oftentimes it's it's things like this where people are just going door to door trying to share their big personal testimony and then asking, you know, do you want Bible studies? And most of us from a missiological background or who are from mission recognize this is not the best approach. But oftentimes we don't know what else there is. So... You know, as Adventists, what else to do? yeah, exactly. And so, as Adventists, we can sit back and you know the thing that you know pops into our minds first of all is you know oh Christ method alone. You need to go out and start mingling and showing sympathy and all of these things. And we're really good at some of this, right? Mm-hmm. We know how to make connections with people. We know how to meet them, and and we have lots of different things that are set up to meet people. Um, we're even not too bad at building relationships with people. We know how to go, and, and some people in particular in our church and in mission are very good at making friendships uh, and meeting needs. I mean, we have schools, we have hospitals, we have clinics, we have all sorts of different things that we go and we meet people's needs and try to help them. And then there's like this gap, and it goes all the way into, you know, uh, door-to-door work, uh, systematic Bible studies that are prepackaged, written in the United States, translated, shipped to your local country for, you know, supposedly to be effective for the whole world at the same time, and public evangelism series, which honestly, as you go from some countries where maybe in North America, they do a two or three week evangelistic series, or even maybe a four week evangelistic series, you come to some of these other countries where they're doing evangelism, and it's Four days, five days, going from zero to are you ready to be baptized? Um, and then after, and then after that, nothing, right? We baptize you, we stick you in the church, stay there while we go look for some more, right? And and then we wonder why some of them slip out the back door while we're not looking. So I think this is why I started to become more interested in in witness. On one hand. I know that God calls us to be witnesses, right? Acts 1.8, he says, you will be my witnesses. So he's called us to be his witnesses. And yet so much of my experience in how to do witnessing and so much of what we're doing using witness is just seems ineffective and like it's actually damaging the work as opposed to strengthening it, if so that what, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So what I'm hearing from you is this. The way we think about witnessing may be working where we have come from as missionaries. Many times institutional workers, administrators, teachers, doctors, you name it. It's uh, our global missions community has uh, all kinds of involvements. And it may have been working, or at least we've seen it, the evangelistic campaigns, the door-to-door work and so forth. But when we come to a new setting, it probably does not work there and then we don't know what else to do. Is right. that the problem? You know, not all the missionaries are coming from the United States right. or Canada or, or, you know, European countries anymore. Um, but still, most of the missionaries that are going to different places are coming from predominantly Christian areas this to is other areas. And so what works back home, uh, wherever home is for us, uh, what works back home are usually tools 
that are very effective in reaching other Christians. And again, probably everybody listening to this podcast knows this or recognizes this or it just triggers in our head, right? We realize the things that we're doing are most effective if people already respect the Bible, already have some knowledge of the stories of the Bible, uh, already you know, have some openness to, to hearing about or talking about God, or maybe already have strong interest to the place where they would even consider stepping foot into a Christian church or a Christian meeting. But what about when you don't? What about when all of that stuff is not there? So again, all of these tools, I think, are very important and should not ever be thrown away. Uh, But we need to use them in the right context, in the right setting. And oftentimes, um, we're not. That whole thing for, for these religious groups that don't know the Bible, that don't know the stories of God that don't have an openness uh, to Christianity or maybe even animosity against Christianity, all of these these types of religious groups, there's that gap from we have a a connection and some trust to will you come to my church or my meetings or, or whatever else that we oftentimes in mission don't know what to do with coming from our Christian setting. So two things I hear, speaking of a problem in this in this particular episode, the first episode in this three-part series, we're discussing a problem of witnessing in a missionary's life. Yes. Um, and, and again, I think the question is, what we traditional think, traditionally think about when we think of witness is what, right? Uh, oftentimes when we say, okay, what's your personal witness? What's going through our head? You know, usually it's, for some people, it's, uh, okay, how did I get baptized? Mm-hmm. Or for other people, it's, you know, sometimes we talk about this in some of our seminars in Christian countries. Who was I before I met Jesus? How did I meet Jesus? What's my life like now? Uh, or some variation of that, right? What we call a personal testimony. Right, personal testimony, personal witness, uh, or else just directly preaching the gospel, right? Uh, the idea of, uh, of witnessing as in going and, and telling someone about the gospel, uh, and oftentimes very directly, or just general, everything that we do is witness. So it's just, you know, if you're going to do anything as a Christian, it's witness, kind of like anything you do anywhere, especially if it's in a foreign land, is mission. Um, I think sometimes we're either too general or else we're talking about things that are maybe not not focused on what they need to be focused on when you're dealing with unreached people and and some of the least reached religions of the world. So there's some other challenges as well. Um, you know, as as I went out and started looking at what's happening in mission, you see also this idea of um, in addition to you know some of the traditional approaches not being effective, uh, kind of missing that that step between we have a relationship and trust and you know evangelistic series, uh, but also this idea of of who's involved. Sometimes what we do with witness and with the other forms of mission is so complicated that only professional people need apply kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen us try to do initiatives where, you know, there's a two inch manual as to what you need to do and you need to learn in order to do this, or, you know, or it's dependent on some kind of uh, curriculum or some kind of materials that need to be translated. And all of these things need to be there in order for you to go out and to successfully reach people. Um, so I think again, when it comes to this concept of witness, sometimes we're looking at witness in the wrong way or, or the type of witness that we're trying to give is not effective 
for what we're trying to achieve. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing from you is, uh, for one thing, the way we feel or know we should witness, we come and we see people are not interested or we're bringing uh, something so complicated that it's just uh, it's taking too much time. And only the professionals can do it. Right. Um, so all of those things are a problem. They constitute a problem and we end up with what then? Then we are yeah. just not witnessing. Well, and right? oftentimes that becomes it exactly. We don't do anything. And so, you know, if people are honest with themselves and they say, when is the last time I shared a personal witness with someone else? Uh, when was it? Um, oftentimes people have to stop and think about that question because they don't know the answer to that. Uh, especially if we're thinking of witness as, you know, sharing that big story that is like kind of like the big life story of how I came to Jesus. Uh, with this, people then become afraid of witness. Uh, they don't want to do it. Only the professionals do it. Professionals may end up like me where they don't want to witness. <laughs> and even as a pastor, right, where, where we don't want to go out and share these things. But there's also another element that I'm going to throw in here uh, sometimes as we're looking at this concept of, of personal witness, there's also this pressure of what our witness is supposed to accomplish. And I think as we're looking at the purpose of witness, sometimes we say the purpose of my witness is to try to make people interested, is to try to convince people or to win them over to God. Uh, and, and very specifically, you know, to kind of create an interest in people. And that's a big challenge because when has that ever been successful for you, Alex? Have you ever gone out and successfully made someone interested because your story would make someone interested because your story was just so compelling or because you were so convincing? And at the end of that, you know, they went from I'm completely not interested to, oh, please baptize me. Never please happened. baptize me. Never happened. Surely it's happened to you. I mean, you're pretty amazing. Never Alex. happened. Never so then either there's a problem where there's something wrong with your ministry and something wrong with my ministry or else maybe uh, maybe what we're trying to achieve with our witness is the wrong thing. Wes, if you would please then help us define witness. If we, we definitely see a problem. It is a big problem, which is, especially in the mission field, when we come there, we see how difficult it is. it is to do the way we thought it is supposed to be done, almost impossible, then we don't do it, then what is witness? What's it at the core of witness? Help us to begin to think about it maybe in a new way. Sure. Well, Alex, you know, we're going to talk about in coming episodes a little bit more of, of the, the purpose behind all of this and what God is calling us to achieve. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if I was to just kind of very quickly uh, summarize some of that and, and encourage our listeners to tune in for future episodes to see the, the rest of the story. But I think, you know, really what we're trying to achieve with this is not to do the whole package in just in one little, you know, uh, five minute presentation. But witness, I think, is about us sharing our encounters with God, uh, whether that's. Uh, a huge, big, fantastic story, which honestly, you know, how many of those happens in a, uh, in a lifetime? You know, how many visions have people had? How many times where God appeared to them personally or there was some huge, tremendous, life-changing miracle? Um, for those who have been blessed to have those kind of things in their life, they're not frequent. Uh, 
many of us have had various levels of that. But what I'm talking about is just the everyday experience of what God is doing in our lives, whether something fantastic and dramatic or more likely something that's simple and, and could be as, as, as basic as just sensing God's presence or knowing he's there or having a sense of, of peace inside. And honestly, some of those things are the things that people are looking for most. This is such a good foretaste, uh, Wesley. I'm really looking forward into the second episode, which you have announced will be about the purpose, the essence. And what about the third one? What What is the third one going to be about? What I'd like to talk about with that is to look really at, at how we can use and, and actually steps that we can take to use personal witness effectively in mission. So the practicalities of it, the right. how-tos yeah. of it. Just very simple things that we can do. Anyone can learn in a very short period of time to be able to effectively witness to other people and actually... Um, well, I won't go into the details of what it's right. for, but let me just say, you know, there's a there's a kind of witnessing that I now love and I try to practice whenever I have the opportunity. So I've gone to being from being someone who hates witness to someone who loves witness and sees it as one of the core things that each one of us uh, should be doing in our day to day life and can find very rewarding. All right. I'm personally looking forward to that very much. Those uh, next two episodes. We do have a little bit of time left, though, and. Um, let me ask you this question. I often hear this attitude, uh, more often than I wish, and that is, I am witnessing with my lifestyle. I am a silent witness. Yes. So how does this fit into the picture? Well, you know, uh, the silent witness is a valid concept, right? I mean, ultimately speaking, when we're talking about witness, we're talking about our experience with God, what we've seen and, and heard and tasted and, and, you know, and, and also just more, uh, more on the effective level, you know, what we've, what we've felt inside, right? Those intangible things. Uh, and it's about who we are in Christ. So there should be a silent witness, but sometimes our witness is so silent that no one hears anything or, uh, or the or things that use... It's an excuse, you know, we're afraid of doing real witness uh, in the sense of, of an effective witness or we're afraid of that, you know, that stereotypical witness that we don't want to do, that we find ineffective. And so we just give up and we say, well, I'll just be I'll just be a silent witness. So, you know, with that, I think uh, there are some things that can be accomplished through a silent witness, but there's some aspects of of effective witnessing that actually cannot be accomplished with only a silent witness. And we'll talk about that uh, in, I think, probably the third episode as well. Right. One more, Wes, and that would be the last one. Um, most of our community are parts of institutions. If you had a, a chance to just visualize it with us, what would happen if we were uh, to begin to witness with ease and uh, just uh, naturally like we will be talking about in the second and the third, um, what do you see as a result of, of, of a change? Alex, I think most of the people, well, I don't think, I know that most of the people that are sent out into uh, or as missionaries, whether those are from supporting uh, agencies or through the, the organization as... Uh, in what interdivision service employees is that correct? Sure. I yeah. am By still the general remembering the proper nomenclature. Um, 
you know, most of the people that are going out are going to end up working either uh, with some kind of institution like an educational institution, uh, medical you know, institution. some ministry, a medical institution, a church organization, some administrative level. And, you know, as as they're going, most of them in their minds, they're thinking, well, you know, that's my ministry. That's my job. My job is to make sure that this entity succeeds. And that's true. And my job is to empower the local people. And that's true. But yet at the same time, every single one of us is a Christian. What would happen if each of us saw as our purpose, not just to run the day job, but as a Christian, as in all of our interactions in life, looked for an opportunity to share what God was doing uh, in and through us. Uh, and again, there's a, there's a purpose and, a, and a, a reason for witness that goes even beyond just planting seeds that I want to talk about uh, in one of the upcoming episodes. But I think if something like that happened, not only would we see a vibrancy within our institutions, but I think we would see... You know, particularly as we modeled something and encouraged other people to do the same thing, we would truly see total member involvement and we would see uh, a change in in what's taking place. I don't want to say too much because otherwise we're finished our next episode and, and we're done. Maybe that's the way to do it, finish it all in one. But instead, we'll save a little bit for the next one. And this we should do. Wesley, thank you so very much for coming on. Thank you very much, Alex. It's been a pleasure. Just as I promised you in the beginning, there is a way to jump ahead of the scheduled flow here on IWM podcast feed. You can enroll in a three-part online course, which we call Missionary Witness, that you will actually love doing. To take advantage of that, you will need to either create an IWM membership account on our website or log into yours if you have it already. The membership account takes only a couple minutes to create, and you can access the page at iwm.adventist.org forward slash register. Once that is done and you are logged in, you will have access to the missionary witness that you will actually love doing course page. You can find it by going to iwm.adventist.org forward slash witness. It's very easy. iwm.adventist.org forward slash witness. If you feel that the message of this episode in the three-part course it represents can be a blessing to someone, friends, help us spread the word. We are one team. Your personal recommendations are probably the only real way for something like this to reach others. Now, we know the Holy Spirit has many ways, and we are thankful for your help and collaboration. I'm Alex Ott, and I'm eager to live one more week. Now, a big part of this is our chance at Institute of World Mission to see you next week.